This is Rating Descending. Where we watch IMDb's Worst 250 so you don't have to. I'm Abigail Ward. And I'm Michelle St. Clair. And tonight we are watching Robocop 3. Robocop saves the day once more. This time the half-man, half-robot takes on ruthless developers who want to evict some people on their land. Let's watch. Oh, uh, you know, I am. I'm just I'm just a, a rocking and a rolling. Tumbling and a f- flowing. That is one of my my darling girlfriend Brooks' favorite lines girlfriend? from I do, uh from Grace, where you know they Sandy and, and Danny get to see each other again and, and you know he's like <gasps> Sandy <laughs> Um and then you know he looks around and the other the other T birds are like oh, this loser having feelings and stuff and he's and she's like, Well, you know how how you been? Um, and he's like, you know how it is, babe, you know, rocking, rolling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's great. So that is now Brooke's unironic answer a lot of the time. And I'm like, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> rocking and rolling. Rocking, rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I love that John Travolta just does have big himbo energy, you know? He does. He really he does. does. As I as I joke to a friend. Sandy. <laughs> oh, Sandy. Oh, Sandy. <laughs> Yeah, as I joked to a friend the other day, I don't think Scientology would be where it is today if it was just John Travolta <laughs> instead of Travolta and Cruz. Do you reckon? Yeah, yeah I Travol- think well, later- Travolta had star power, but he yeah, didn't he, have. The- he did. In- yeah. <laughs> Previously. Yeah. Now he's a strange old man. He is. He is. But hey, his son died and his wife. That's he's had a sad. shit time. That's pretty sad. Yeah. Thoughts but- and condolences. At least Zeno Zeno will help him. Zeno? Zenu. Who's Zenu? He's the fucking alien god of the Scientology religion. <laughs> oh, right. When I was watching Mission Impossible, uh, the friend of the podcast, Gaden Souza, was like showing. We watched Rogue Nation with him, and then he showed me the next two Ghost yeah. Protocol, and then. No, sorry. We watched Ghost Protocol, and then he showed me Rogue Nation, and then Fallout. Incredible movies, and all through it, I was like, whoa, that's what a level nine Thetan looks like. <laughs> When I was at New York Film Academy, the Sydney campus was in the old Sydney Scientology building. Mm. And it was the most bizarre, spooky little building. It was in this back street in Ultimo, beautiful old Art Deco three-level building. And they, when we moved in, they were still clearing out the old Scientology shit. And they were like, you know, we can use levels one and two at the moment. Just please don't go up to three yet. So, of course... Everyone wanted to go up to three and see what yeah. was up there. And already the levels that we were allowed to access were a bit spooky. Like there was a there there was like a lot of strange leftover crap that was scattered throughout the normal mm. levels. But we all went up to well, me and a, a, two friends one night, one evening after classes had finished, we went up to level three. Oh. And the first thing that we found was a water room. What and does all that the mean? waters had all the waters, all the walls were covered in the images of water. What? Like waves and and tides, it was like blue like, rippling water, like painted on, painted or on, like and hung up. it was painted on, and it was um standing out from the wall. They had like these, oh, like a relief. Yeah, yeah, it was really strange. It was really odd, and it was like really dark. No, we couldn't get any like lights on in that room, so it was just this strange echoey water room. And then we went to a different room, and it was the fire room. And the fire room was the same. It had images of fire like paint on the wall, and it also had these like textured 
things that stood out from the wall that were in the shape of flames. And in that room, in a shelf, I kid you not, it, it was just a doll. It was like a little doll of a baby. Oh, fuck that. And it had a white shirt on. I can't, I'm not making this shit up. And it had not blood on it, but it had red stains on the shirt that looked like blood. Oh, get fucked. And we were all like, this is fucked up. This is actually worse than we thought it would be. You you found <laughs> a haunted child. <laughs> <laughs> and then, just to, just to cap it off, we found the last room, which was basically blank and white. And it had a bunch of different tables in there. It had a tripod that was left behind. Ah. Yeah, and it had under the table. We noticed that there were all there, there were heaps of wires under the table that had been cut, as if they all the tables had been bugged. It was spooky as we all kind of went. Yeah, we shouldn't have come up here. Yeah, yeah this is really disturbing. Yeah, um, yeah. So just an insight. I mean, it's been like what five years since that happened, so I'm comfortable to talk about it now. I don't feel like They're Tom Cruise will be like, yeah, <laughs> stabbing me in my in my sleep but uh yeah i mean listeners if you ever like say it's like a year or two later you know you decide to listen back to one of your favorite comfort episodes robocop 3 <laughs> you know uh and <laughs> this whole section has been cut out and it just comes in here you know what's happened <laughs> you know that i've been strangled <laughs> just to death. a high-pitched whine yeah <laughs> <laughs> what if our couch is getting bugged right now what if i look under the couch and there's just cut, like wires that have been cut why would they have to bug it abby we're putting it on the internet <laughs> It's a recording. We're, We're not just talking. Right now. Yeah, we are intentionally. Oh my God. We're talking into microphones. Uh, Babe. I'm going to cut the wires right now. No. Steep, 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 steep. Oh, XLR cables are so expensive. <laughs> Listeners, if you've had any fucked up Scientology experiences, please email us at rating to send No, 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 no. no. Give, us, give them a different email. I really want to hear them. Our address is, and then we give it a completely different address <laughs> so they go somewhere else. <laughs> I just yeah it was genuinely such a haunting experience it was, uh, was so much worse than we thought so um yeah they're a strange lot anyway respect for John Travolta and his dead wife and child yeah that was a tangent wasn't it we'll talk about <laughs> I, I I quoted Greece. <laughs> yeah I said how are you <laughs> you never answered <laughs> I said I was rocking and rolling <laughs> no you that's not what you mean yeah I've been I've been okay significantly worse since you told me about the haunted haunted doll yeah, <laughs> you found yeah. in the Scientology building of I the mean, element rooms are you prepared to feel even worse oh because we've got a doozy of a film this week Ooh. Ooh. it's actually a really good film i, I liked had it a, i had a time i had a good time um this week we watched robocop 3 nice and i have to say guys i have never despite knowing lots about it having seen heaps of clips of it never watched robocop like sat down and watched it wow yeah and it was a real I really wanted to watch it and Robocop 2 in preparation for this episode, but I didn't have the time for three movies. Yeah. So I, I wanted to, but I just did not get around to it. So I made sure to like do all the research, look into the older film. I've learned a lot about the Robocop franchise, but I just straight off the bat really enjoyed myself this week. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have seen the first Robocop. I, re- I got time to rewatch it for this one. Or rather, I thought I was rewatching it. I had only seen the first half of the movie. I did not realize I hadn't seen the back half of it until I was watching it. And oh. I was like, wait, th- what? Oh, my God. I have no idea what's fucking going on now. <laughs> um, never seen the second one. This made me desperately curious to know what happens in the second one because this picks up as if there isn't a fucking second movie. Mm. Oh, uh, very Highlander of them. Yeah. But the first movie is a great little like fun satire sort of action movie yeah it's good yeah, it's, it's good considered shit. to be you know a classic a classic film 
Actually, I'm annoyed because a couple months ago, Claude and I were like, oh, let's watch like a dumb action film. And I was like, I want to watch Robocop. And Claude was like, I want to watch Total Recall. Both two Paul Verhoeven films. Yeah. But in the end, we flipped a coin and he won. So I never got to watch Robocop. Should have watched Robocop. I know. But Total Recall was pretty fun. There's a woman with three breasts. Oh, yeah, yeah. The three-titted woman. Yeah. And there's a bit in Total Recall. And this fucked me up. I remembered it as a kid. There's a scene where this woman is painting her nails by dipping this almost like digital pen. Mm. She's like dipping a digital pen into like a little like um, palette of colors and then tapping it on her fingernail and it makes her fingernail that color. It's very cool. And I remember seeing that as a kid and it fucked me up. And even as an adult, I actually didn't know what it was from. I was like, fuck, what was that scene? I don't know what movie that was. And then that night when we watched Total Recall, that was the movie. Yeah. well, Very fun. Total Recall, like Robocop, both of them ha- also had remakes where, and in, in, in particular, I think it's funny with Robocop, where they went, what if we took Robocop and then took out all like the, the satire bits and just played it straight? Yeah. And the answer is it's terrible. Do you mean the 2014 remake of yeah. Robocop? Yeah. So let's go through the Robocop movies. Yeah, sure. The Robokai. The Robokai. <laughs> Let's go back to the beginning of RoboCop. RoboCop was conceived by Edward Neumeyer. Yeah, Ed Neumeyer. And he, so he thought up the entire franchise and he wrote the first film, which was directed in 1987 by Paul Verhoeven, mm. who is responsible for a lot of good films, a lot of bad films, but a lot of good films. He's a divisive director. He is a divisive director. I mean, he did Basic Instinct 1 and turns That's out right, that he yeah. was a piece of shit to Sharon Stone. So I'll always yeah. kind of find him icky because of that. But, th- but this is also part of like his series of movies from like Total Recall, this um showgirls mm. and i think there's one more that were like clearly him making fun of americans yes i do like him i do actually like a lot of his films i don't yeah. like him i like some of his films yeah but then there was a second film a follow-up film made in 1990 and that was directed by Irvin kirshner who directed empire oh, strikes back yeah what the fuck? I actually so didn't weird. know that George Lucas didn't direct Empire Strikes Back. He yeah, he only did a new hope. It yeah. was Kirshner and then oh I'm disappointing myself. Why can't I remember who did the third one? Don't beat yourself up. I'm so disappointed. But then in 2014, there was the remake, as you said. Um, and God, that just, it does anger me. I'm like, why why remake a good film? You're yeah. going to do it worse. You yeah. just are. You always are. Yeah. Well, that, that's before they realized what they should do is make a limited, eight episode limited series uh, that is sort of like vaguely a sequel that just complains about woke culture. Works way better every time. <laughs> yeah, every time. Yeah, well, then they had two TV series that followed oh, the hey, franchise. There we go. And then they had two animated series as well. So it expanded into quite a notable, quite a big franchise. Yeah. And the whole plot of the first one is just that um, Alex Murphy is killed on duty. And they bring him back to be the RoboCop. Yeah. And he... It's no Inspector Gadget. Oh, he's dying. And then they save him this way. He fully dies. He's... Fully dies. Shot in the hand. Yeah. And the whole film is obviously about him, his sense of humanity now that he is a RoboCop. And it infamously ends with them being like, what do I call you? And he's like, call me Murphy. You know, he's remembering who he is. Yeah. Um, Through the help of... uh, Annie Lewis. Annie Lewis. Who, who... is immediately such a great character oh, she in, is. in the first one. Is she She's kind of really done dirty in Robocop 3. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah. And they kill her off in Robocop 3. <laughs> yeah. And then Robocop 2. I mean, I looked at the synopsis of Robocop 2 and everyone kind of just went, oh, it was very meh. Like it wasn't good, wasn't bad, was just very much in the middle. Sure. And it seemed to be, again, revolving around the like OCP, the evil company that is basically purchasing detroit bit by bit yeah um, and then th- who notably like own the police 
who own the police. Which yeah. is which is a big part of the fucking satire of it. Mm. Like because the first one starts with like these fake ads mm. that I think are like such an immediate signal of like this is making the fake fun ads of. Are so fun. Even over this one, I really enjoyed them. I yeah, I think there needed to be more of them sooner. Yeah. And that's a flaw well, with this one. It started with a fake ad. Yeah, but, but one. But one. like the first one started with like three in a row yeah. and then there was like a bunch in the first half. Mm. This is like one at the beginning and then there's like one near the end. Mm. There's like barely any, yeah. right? But yeah, it, it's doing that and that's the whole thing is that they they're going to they want to make a big fucking like robot guy and then it kills an executive and they're like this is going to look bad for us. Mm. So then, then instead they just make a robot cop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're not meant to go cool you're meant that's to go that's sick. fucked up yeah man. that's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really horrible thing. I think the best way to like summarize the satire there's a bit where this woman warning is about to be raped right we in don't this s- film no in the first one okay we don't we don't it doesn't go far enough for it to be like really awful in the yeah, moment yeah. but she is clearly about to and then robocop shows up right and he manages to like fight them off including by shooting him in the dick through her legs <laughs> Which is great, and then she runs up to him and like, "Oh, thank you, thank you for saving me! Oh my god, I was so scared!" And then he he's like, "You seem to be in distress. Let me direct you to a rape management center." Ah! And then she just like backs off, and it's like oh, that is the American uh, judiciary so system, policing I mean, system. There's a similar scene in this film, but we'll get to that yeah. because it was like my favorite scene to the point where I rewound it so I could show it to Claude, and he was like, <laughs> "Wow, feminist ally, Robocop." <laughs> So that's the Robocop franchise. Um, With this film, it was made in 1993. It was directed by Fred Decker and written by Frank Miller. Um, Oh, God, that's why it sucked. Yeah, (laughs) and uh, it's 4.1 stars on IMDb, obviously. I'll just get into the overview. Okay. In a dystopian future, Omni Consumer Products, OCP, are trying to create Delta City by pushing out current citizens of Detroit. After mass evictions, groups of civilians form resistance groups to fight against the OCP. Robocop and his partner Anne Lewis, yeah, are disturbed by the OCP's armed forces and Lewis is killed as they attempt to defend the citizens. Robocop is saved by the members of the resistance movement and a sympathetic OCP doctor, Marie Lazarus, repairs him, deleting his fourth directive, the infamous fourth directive from the first film, in the process. He no longer has to obey the OCP. Robocop tries to take on the leader of the OCP, but is stopped by a new ninja android called Otamo, who Robocop manages to defeat. The OCP and the civilians, now backed by the police force, fight on the street. Robocop saves the day, flying in in (laughs) using a jet... Sorry, I thought you farted just then. No, no, I just snorted. (laughs) I laughed. Robocop saves the day, flying in on a jetpack that Lazarus created. The OCP is finally shut down. That's the end. The... (laughs) <laughs> the flying jetpack was a real really fucking funny. highlight. Really funny. Really good. There was a lot of highlights in this film, I think. That, that's also one of the bits where it feels like the inverse moral. Like, the first one, you're kind of like, I don't know, man, like, the police do have problems and, like, they're being a robot cop is kind of fucked up. And yeah. then this one, they're like, the robot cop has a jetpack. Now he can kill all the bad cops. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, ah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Also, the cast in this was insane. Oh, yeah. I actually wrote down the cast as well yeah. just to list out to you because I 
I thought that the cast was fucking wild. I've you've- also got the returning actors. Oh, nice. Well, you've got Robert Burke playing Alex Murphy, who obviously did not play Robocop in one and two, which was like a big reason that people also fucking hated this film. Is yeah. That it wasn't the same. And they tried to explain away being like, his face got burned and now he looks different. <laughs> it's it's bizarre. I-, I also love to look more like Peter Weller. He keeps doing a pouty face, yeah. but Peter Weller just looks like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nancy Allen comes back, obviously, as Anne Lewis. Jill Hennessy as uh, is plays Dr. Marie Lazarus. Rip Torn is the CEO yeah. and other notable cast members. Bradley Whitford is Jeffrey Fleck. CCH Pounder yeah. is Bertha. Daniel Von Bargen is Moreno and we all know him from Malcolm in the Middle as like the super... The, the commandant. Yeah, the commandant. Spangler. Yeah. And then you've also got Stephen Root as yeah. Kutz. And it's, it's just a great Well, there's cast. also Jeff Garland. There's yeah. Lee Ehrenberg, the guy from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Um, it, it was fucking crazy. But in terms of returning, Daniel Von Bargen was in Universal Soldier The Return. Oh, wow. And... This is not technically not an all-star moment. Basic Instinct won. Oh, okay. Which is also why we were talking about him. And Rip Torn was in Freddy Got Fingered and Zoom. <laughs> he was. Also, Marco played the Japanese CEO who buys OCP and was, of course, in Highlander 3. Oh. And Ray Wise is one of the original <laughs> gang um, who we see in, like, archival footage, like a flashback. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in God's Not Dead too. Oh, what? That's crazy. Going through this cast to see returning it's people was nuts. insane. It's nuts. But, yeah, it's a great cast. It's, it's a really good cast. It's an and I honestly cast. think it's, like, the, the thing that pulls us out of being potentially horrible is that there's a lot of talent in in this film like there's a lot of talent keeping it together but also this is 93 apart from rip torn these people weren't famous yet yeah like it wasn't yet cch pounder steven root bradley mm. whitford like these, they were just actors and they're all in the one movie yeah also like steven root playing Kuntz, who betrays the resistance movement yeah. and ends up working in affiliation with the ocp I thought he was actually really good in it as he a side is, character. He's great. Yeah, That's and some Root of the back and forth it. between the side characters was genuinely funny. I think this film had a couple of funny moments. Like, I thought what was really good was at the OCP headquarters, you've got Brad Whitley, Whitford, Whitley, Whitford. Bradley Whitford. Bradley Whitford, who I love. And he always plays a great villain. He was killing it in this. He kills it everywhere. Him and Billy Madison as the villain was always my favourite, which is terrible as a reference. But he... um. He plays this, like, you know, evil office worker that is, like, patronizing to Lazarus and, like, is just wanting results and wanting to defeat Robocop. There's a scene where everyone in, at the OCP office is killing themselves. Like, they're, they're, yeah. as soon as they're getting fired, they're trying to kill themselves. And there's this yeah. guy that just, he's on the, like, his wife is on the phone essentially being like, are you still there, honey? And you see him jump out of an open window and hit the ground outside and all these people are rushing to see what's going on in the background of a scene with someone else on the street. Yeah, And I was like... That was kind of well done. I thought that was like a really funny little take on. Yeah, like that hits the satire yeah. well. And also right? when Brad- Bradley Whitford is like, if I lost my job, I wouldn't throw myself out a window. I just put a bullet through me like it's more humane or it's <laughs> it's less performative. And then when he gets fired in the office, you just see him leave and take out a gun from his pocket. <laughs> and that was really well done. Yeah. I was like, that was genuinely funny. It was. And like, but there's still times that they're trying to do something uh, stupid and it doesn't work yeah because there's one of my favorite lines some of the line deliveries in this so there's the sequence near the beginning lewis has is like driving after or whatever and then (laughs) crashes into a car or gets crashed into or whatever 
and then looks and sees this is the territory of the gang who are the splatter punks, which is really funny. Yeah. For one, there's also the most New York man on the planet who's also a terrible actor. He's like, hey, you crashed into my car. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. And it's like they're in Detroit. So it's like, it's me, a classic Detroit man. Is he the guy that's saying like to Ann Lewis, like, you dumb broad. Yeah. yeah. You broad. <laughs> I can't believe you in Chicago are going to do this to me. Hey, my brother's a cop. Take it easy. <laughs> well, my brother's a cop don't touch me man i understand um and i'm not exaggerating that's his delivery but robocop comes in and then like most of them fuck off and then (laughs) there's he's like there's three in the area wait and then he shoots another one he's like it tracks into him and then it stops and he goes make that two there's a lot (laughs) of way too much of a pause there's a lot of you know push-ins yeah. in this film and I've got a piece of trivia about that oh, later wow. on but there is a lot of push-ins on characters faces. I just love the attempt at trying to be like this is such a cool fucking moment and yeah. it's so dumb <laughs> make that two. two. <laughs> <laughs> Did he not do the math? <laughs> it took him a long time. <laughs> He's computing Yeah. Also I loved I loved the the ninja android Otamo. Oh my god He was fantastic. It's Terminator 2 it is, right? it like, is. He comes back and then there's a new one yeah, who it looks better. more like a person. Yeah, and I have to say, when they're fighting, all it proved to me was that Robocop is shit. Like, Otago yeah. was slick, he looked a lot more human, he moved with grace, he was quicker, and Robocop just took ages to move, to look around. And yeah. in their fight, their fir- the first time they really meet in the basement of where the resistance movement had been before they had to flee... They fight it out for the first time, and Otama was really swift, really cool. He's got his samurai, like his katana. He's like fucking, like basically slicing him to shit. But all he really takes off is his arm and some fingers on the other hand. Yeah. I think it's his fingers, and then it's the same arm, and it takes it right off of his, his like elbow. Yeah. And that just losing an, an arm makes Robocop almost completely shut down and i was like dude if you can't operate without an arm i think that they haven't you need to improve i feel like you should be able to still operate without an arm well he also between scenes seems to occasionally replace his arm with a gun yeah which is not a thing he has in the first movie so it's very confused as to why sometimes he his arm was a gun and then other times it was an arm the action sequences were so lackluster and slow (sighs) for something that should have been cool and that like otama was like pulling out these sick moves and, like, jumping around, swish, like, you know, like, throwing his katana about. And very slowly, Robocop just plugs in a gun and shoots yeah. him dead. And you're like, ah. Oh. Yeah, well, Otamo loses because they made this, like, cool android and they gave him a sword, so he loses to the power of gun. Also, the guy that plays Otamo is, like, the most objectively, like, beautiful man. <laughs> he really is. He's just, like... He comes in with those cool glasses and he's yeah. all mysterious and brooding. Like, he is, like... So it really, it really worked for you? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you did come. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just multiple times yeah. watching the Atamo fight sequences. And then at the end, there's two Atamos because they're ninja androids. There's heaps of them. Yeah. There's two Atamos battling each other. And something really creepy is that when they get hit in the face, their face yeah. contorts and cracks, which, which is so badly done. I thought it was kind of a cool I effect. I thought it was fun, but it was terrible. Like, But it like it genuinely creeped me out. The so cracks I'm like, were really good. It does good. its job, right? The cracks were really fucking good. Yeah. The cracked face, I was like, I don't actually know how they did that, but it looked fucking great. But it was more the 
weird, demented, punched-in-the-face look. I think that the one at like, the end what? is worse, but there's earlier where he gets punched and yeah. then he, like, has to reset his jaw that I thought, I'm like, that's genuinely creepy. Yeah, that's what yeah. it's supposed to be. And then in their final battle, he just kind of pushes them against each other and they end up... Oh, no, the, the little girl. The, the little girl programs them yeah. to fight each other and they chop <laughs> each other's heads off. Because because she is a genius programmer. Earlier, she get, takes one of the Ed 209s the funniest fucking robots in the world that are literally defeated in the first movie by stairs. Yeah. (laughs) Which is so great. And she literally runs up to its leg and then pushes like three things and then it's totally on her side. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Insane. It's so silly. Terrible design flaw. But I thought the Atomic bit was great. I really enjoyed that that aspect of it. Like I'm not going to – I actually had a really good time with Robocop 3. I just did. Yeah. There was just a lot of hammy shit about it that made it work. And I genuinely liked so many of the actors in it. I do think a lot of them were doing. <laughs> Sorry. I do think a lot of them were doing a good job. I laughed because I was briefly glancing at my notes and I saw another quote that I wrote down because it was the. the Not Coots, the guy who was like the dad in Drew Carey show, the like older mechanic guy of yeah, the Resistance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He is meant to like fix RoboCop because a big thing is that RoboCop is damaged in that first fight with the OCP. So that's why for the majority of the movie, he's just sitting down. Mm. Very uninteresting choice for a RoboCop movie. Yeah. Um, but he starts to work on him and he literally is like, I never worked on no RoboCop before. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. I never worked on no RoboCop. Also, what did you think about the... I feel like she's, like, meant to be the love interest, but not really, of Robocop, like, Lazarus. The Doctor? Yeah. Okay, I I made a joke. I was watching this with my housemate. I made a joke at one point because Lewis gets killed and we had just rewatched the first one and we're like, oh, my God, and then Lazarus enters and then I made a joke of, like, oh... It's fine that Lewis was killed off because Lazarus is here. And then later we see his dream sequence. This was what I was going to say. Which is fully just memories of these women and then a picture of them, like his ex-wife, morphing into Lewis, morphing Morphing into into Lazarus. Lazarus. And it's really just saying... She's done. This is the new one. Yeah, the new one. These are. Th- and she's a lot younger. Yeah. She's a lot younger. The, she's the newer model. She's the newer model, 100%. It's so fucked up. And also, up. Like, why would a woman have. Ro- and also, I don't. from what I read about Robocop, it doesn't seem like him and Lewis had a romantic relationship. No. And so, with this woman, they're trying to imply that. He had a he wife. He had one. <laughs> yeah, he had a wife, and that then, Lewis, then he had Lewis, and now he has Lazarus. And it's like, is it just the three important women in your life? You genuinely have a romantic connection th- to these women. F- look. I'm so confused. Frank Miller hasn't written a woman in his life. <laughs> He's written objects that support men. I don't think he knows the distinction 100%. between women who are friendly and supportive and wives that you fuck. Exactly. And I just feel like the Lazarus character was just so, like, hollow and shit and empty and, like, just a projection of what a man would love in a woman. And she yeah. just came to replace the female character that got killed off. Yeah. Not impressive. No. And the fact, again, that she's, like, a younger hotter model and that like there's no connection between her and like robocop at all but they try and imply that there is i'm like what's going on so weird you can't manufacture this relationship without actually giving it you know some substance to hang on to yeah you gotta do something there isn't a moment where she looks at him softly and goes like oh my god i think i feel something for you she just has sympathy for him because he's a fucking robocop that's why it's fucked up because it kind of implies that it's not that like they're all his girlfriend it's that 
to RoboCop, they are one woman. Yeah. <laughs> his his one romance. He maybe, only sees them as this. Maybe that Robocock is just too good. Oh my god. It's just too girthy. Too and that, hard. Mm, that hard girthy they Robocop. Can't resist it. Do you think they put semen in there for him to jizz? Oh, do you reckon? I mean, genuinely, no. But <laughs> but if they did, then they could like program it so that he he comes a bucket load. Also, yeah, I was gonna say like if he's a Robocop, can they program it so that he's just got you know a fake like a dildo attached or something to be able to to fuck? Like, yeah. What do you reckon? I think they could. I yeah. mean. Th- those exist in real life, dildos. Yeah. I think it would but just like, it'd attach It would be very it. easy to install one and then just pull it out when he needs it. Yeah. You know? Well, I think what it would have to be, right, because rather than making something that could grow, which would be very complicated mm. and, and like it's all sorts of problems. It's just going to be reserved there. Like yeah, yeah. So it would be like a full dildo that I reckon there's like a little chamber mm. that like when he needs to pull it out, it goes like, like little yeah, like yeah, side yeah. doors open and then it, it like flips yeah, downwards and then it recloses it. and then he can fuck with it. Yeah. And then it, it squ- he it comes out exactly 80 milliliters of cum <laughs> <laughs> every time. That is still fertile as to, fuck. To the drop. Oh, yeah. No, it's like oh, it's a lot. It's yeah. just not comically a lot. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, yeah it's it's fertile. And that's the thing. <laughs> it's it's stored in a little frozen chamber that gets warmed up in the moment. <gasps> so it's it's like real jizz. Yeah. It can really when Alex impregnate. Murphy died on that fucking table, they were pumping out the last of his jizz to be able to freeze it. <laughs> Come on, Murph. Stay with Come us. On, really? <laughs> stay <laughs> with us. Just one more load. <laughs> one more load. <laughs> For your future children. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. We did it. We really we did it. it. High five. Yeah. You hate the high fives. Well, normally, I mean, today we're sitting closer to each other. That's so good. That was great. Yeah. Normally we're sitting a little too far apart. Yeah, and, we are. and you never come to me. You make me lean forward more. <laughs> I do. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's why I don't like the high fives. I'm so sorry. Man, there were a handful of other things I wanted to talk about. But, like, speaking of, like, the little girl, she at one point... When she's, like, reprogramming Otamo, we see the laptop she has. It has the most unhinged keyboard I've ever seen in my life. What did it look like? Because she pulls, she pulls it out and it's like, oh, my God. So the screen, normal, but, like, the actual keyboard bit is most of the keys are in, like, sort of a right angle on the left yeah, and the yeah. top. So, like, all of the command keys are in one panel on the left and then all, like, the numbers and other command keys at the top. And then, like... The regular letters Trust you to are like this, by the way. fanned out in, I guess, what's meant to be like ergonomic, but yeah. like in like sort of like a U shape or like a chamber of parliament sort yeah. of shape that just like loosely in the bottom right corner. Also, there's a bit where like he says to the little girl, he registers in his brain that her parents have died. Yeah. Like they're deceased. And he doesn't say it to her. He just goes, do you miss your parents? And she says, yeah. Does she know her parents are dead? No. That's they, what I thought. They got on a bus and it and is then implied that the bus was just, just going to relocate them, not kill them. Well, right? that's okay. So that's what was confusing is like the company line is that it's to relocate them. But then CCH Pounder is like, those buses aren't going anywhere, which implies they're like yeah, yeah. fully killing busloads so of people. dark. But yeah, it's I was so like, why grim. has no one told this girl? Why has no one given her the closure that her parents are dead? Yeah, no, she's she like, needs to know. we beat them. My parents can come back now, right? Yeah. It's like, at no point does she question it being like, I hope my parents are okay. That really disturbed me. Yeah, that's pretty dark. It's really dark. It's pretty grim. Yeah. Hope CCH Pounder is okay with adopting this kid. Yeah, to be honest, that, well, CCH Pounder died. Bertha died. Oh, yeah. 
Lazarus and the kid end up becoming That's really right. close. That's right, yeah, yeah. And, like, I think it's implied that, like, you know, Lazarus and Robocop might get together and, I don't know, take care of this girl. It's almost like a makeshift family out of, like, all this ruin. But this girl is surprisingly chipper for a girl that's just seen her parents get pushed onto a bus yeah. to their doom. I like mean, kids can be resilient, but mm. she is taking it pretty far. Kids can be resilient, but also because they don't maybe understand the full stakes of something. Like, I think I, we needed, like, one scene of her being more down, and I would have totally believed it. Well, the scene was him being like, do you miss your parents? And her going and being like, yeah, I do. Yeah, I miss them. And that's kind of it. Yeah. That's all you're given. But that's what I mean. Maybe one more. Just one more. Just one more. One more, please. One more, please. More. Play, sir. Can I have, I have some, some more? more? Oh, play, spirit. More. <laughs> play, play, spirit. spirit. <laughs> play, spirit. Please, I will be a good man, but just give me one more scene. Show sure. me what happens to that little girl. <laughs> Muppet Christmas Carol has ruined you. Play, spirit. <laughs> I beg of you. I will remember Christmas. Just tell me what happens to that little girl. I will celebrate Christmas past Christmas. Past Christmas and present Christmas. Spirit. <laughs> Spirit, I'm so sick. I've caught some sort of stomach bug in the future. Please help me. We haven't got penicillin. Was there anything else you wanted to touch on? Look, there was one thing mm-hmm. that genuinely I might cut out because uh, it made me really fucking angry. Because there's this one bit. This movie is obsessed with sex workers, by the way. That's, oh, my God. Absolutely obsessed with it. Are you going to talk about the scene where, like, that girl is, like... Because, when, sorry, when you were talking... I didn't bring this up. Yeah. When you were talking earlier about that first scene in, in Robocop where, like, there's a woman that is oh, almost going to get raped. Yeah. In this film, the scene that I had to show Claude was there's this, like, young blonde girl on the street. She looks really scared. And then two of the, like, OCP officers grab her. And then she says, like, I'm just doing it because I need money. Like, yeah. my dad's lost his job. So she's a sex worker. And they're like, oh, like, we can, like, we'll, we'll give you a job. And they're kind of implying that they'll, like, rape her, essentially. Yeah. Which is really gross. And then Robocop appears and he goes, she said no. (laughs) And then blasts them to death. Yeah. And he goes like, no worries, ma'am. You should go home. It is past your curfew. And that's the whole scene. But I was like, feminist ally. (laughs) Consent king. Yes. (laughs) Defending the women. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's like six scenes in a row that directly are about how sex workers are there and are icky and poor. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. And there's Mm. one in particular it made me really fucking angry because it was one of the ones in the police station. It's one of like, I think three scenes where we're in the police station and we see people trying to argue out of crimes mm. and we see the client being defended is implied to be a sex worker, but they also have like a giant lollipop and are also definitely played by a man. Mm. And it's, it definitely reeks of more fucking transphobia of oh. like, Oh, look at this, like ugly degenerate sex worker. Yeah. And like, by the time this comes out, who knows if anyone will even fucking remember this week because people don't give a shit. But after this week of everything happening in the news with transphobia and everything, I just, I, I had to turn it off for a bit because I just want to watch a fucking movie. Yeah. I just want to watch a simple, it's a robot cop. Yeah. It's just one silly fucking movie. Yeah. I don't want to deal with this, man. This sucks. Yeah. This sucks. It made me so angry. Mm. We also have managed to not have it for a while. Yeah. I feel like most of the transphobia was in the first 50 movies. Yeah. Which was getting to a point where I'm like, I don't know if I can do it if it keeps being like this. Yeah. We managed to avoid it for ages. That's great. I'm just so sick of it, man. I completely understandable. Yeah. And like two days before, like Brooke really likes Friends and we're watching it. And then there were like a bunch of 
weird transphobic jokes and I was like, come on, I'm just trying to watch TV. Yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah. Leave me alone. Nothing is sacred. <laughs> Nothing is safe. So I'm just, uh, just leave me alone. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's all I want. No, very fair. Thank you. Do you want to hear some trivia to cheer you up? Yeah. Hey! Yeah. IMDb trivia. This film was filmed in 1991 but was not released until the end of 1993 due to production company Orion going bankrupt. This is not the first time a company has gone bankrupt. I know. (laughs) And that a film has been shelved for numerous amounts of years. I feel really bad for the director. I feel like Fred Decker really knows that he didn't do the best that he could have done with this Mm. film and it seems to plague him (laughs) many years after the release of the movie director fred decker voiced his opinion about the finished product while he maintained that he had a great time making it and was still pleased with the result he admitted that there were inherent problems with the film as well as limitations in its production he felt that one of the problems was that Murphy slash Robocop's personal journey had already been wrapped up in the first movie. Yes. <laughs> yes. Leaving little more for him to do than fight bad guys in the sequels. Yes. His yes. biggest regret was that he had toned down the action, cynicism, and violence too much at the request of the studio, who wanted to direct the movie at a younger audience. This is exactly like Super uh, Mario Brothers. Yeah. It's actually like he has this darker... He has a darker vision in mind in the studio, like, nah, make it for children, but do it last minute. <laughs> also, the basic premise of Robocop, siding with the homeless people, this this comment fucked me up. <laughs> also, the basic premise of Robocop siding with homeless people against an evil company did not suit the political climate at this time. What? That's what this IMDb trivia comment said that caught my <laughs> This is why it caught um, my eye. Oh, my God. It wouldn't have. Yeah. It in 93, have. like yeah. early Bill Clinton going yeah. like, we're going to clean up the streets. Yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's rough. <laughs> Come on. I, I I thought this had a lot in common. With, did, have you ever seen They Live? No, but I want to. I watched it for the first time at the beginning of the year. Mm. It's so good. Yeah. Did not realize that's the movie where I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and I'm all out of bubble gum yeah, comes yeah, from. Yeah. But like the beginning of it, he is at functionally a homeless encampment and then the whole thing gets bulldozed and like nothing gets you more anti-capitalist than yeah. that sequence. Nice. It's so great. Oh, I should watch it. Lastly, he had intended to put in more Hong Kong style action through the Otomo character being a big fan of that genre. He even went as far as to say that John Woo was his influence with that. But he lacked the budget to hire an Asian stunt team that could pull it off, which makes sense because the scenes with the Tomo should have been way sicker and they were terribly choreographed. Yeah. Choreographed by white people. Yeah. Being like, what can he do with this katana that kind of looks katani-esque? <laughs> katani-esque. Doesn't, I mean, like, Hong Kong-style cinema is fucking rad. Mm. Doesn't Japan have its, I don't know, it's just... It's just something that's in my brain. Maybe it's fine. Maybe I'm just too focused on Hong Kong being in China and Japan being a different country. I think he was focused in the fact but, in the chi- in the Hong Kong cinema scene yeah, in particular. Maybe it's fine. It's just in my brain. I was like, is that is I that racist? He, I is think that he bad? knows that they're two yeah. separate countries. No, he for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. All we right, did it. Cool. We figured it out. We <laughs> fixed it. Yeah. Writer-director Fred Decker has a personal drinking game for this film <laughs> called Count the Push-Ins. <laughs> that would be a fun game to play. No, I love that because it means I assume this was one of his early movies, if anything. Cause like Fred Decker didn't end up doing that much. Right. 
Yeah. Because to be honest, like I know as a film teacher, once you teach the students about it, they want to do it all the time. All the time. Right? Because they're like, I know the one technique. (laughs) Yeah. The one technique that can add a bit more intensity to the scene. Slow zoom. (laughs) (laughs) Originally scheduled for release in 1992, Orion's ongoing financial woes meant it sat on the shelf for an entire year. The video game, which contains large plot details of this film, was actually released before the movie. So in 1992, a video video game came out spoiling the entire film. That actually makes me feel really bad for them. I know, I know. Although it was famously said that Nancy Allen only agreed to reprise her role as Anne Lewis if her character were to be killed off (laughs) halfway in the movie, Allen herself would confirm on Twitter that it wasn't her decision to be killed off and because of her terrible experience on <gasps> RoboCop 2, oh. which I would love to know a bit more about, but yeah. didn't look it up, I'm an idiot, and feeling very grounded by its director, Irvin Kirshner, and I think by very grounded she means like boxed in, not like down to earth. Oh, okay. She only did this film out of loyalty to the fan base. She would even say how much she sympathized with the director, Fred Decker, dealing with the PG-13 rating. Mm. Her... On-film death was publicly revealed in magazines in 1992, (laughs) leaving very little impact on her death by the time the movie came out a year later. Another (laughs) thing that got spoiled. Oh, my God. It just sucked. It was just like not only did the film not work out, but all the details of it got spilled before it even was released. Oh, my God. Also, the PG-13 rating would hurt it because it's like M. Yeah. The first one's rated R. It's really gory, it's, right? It's, it's really violent. It's pretty violent, violent at yeah. times, yeah. And here's my last piece of trivia. The confrontation with the two Otomo androids was originally supposed to end with Nico programming both droids to attack each other, thereby severing each other's heads, which, by the way, I thought they did. Is it, that not what happened? She she reprogrammed one of them, I think, to attack the other. Oh, okay. And then they did each other. sever both heads. Extensive animatronics were created to film the effect, but the hectic shooting schedule did not allow for the scene to be shot properly. And Fred Decker even went on to say, like, any of the scenes that look like we just didn't get enough coverage, we didn't get enough coverage. (laughs) We were in a rush. (laughs) Do you want to hear some reviews? Oh, I'd love that. Oh, thanks. I love this bit. Is he now? Yeah, me too. That's a bad idea. <laughs> it's terrible. That's not good radio either. <laughs> the film received negative reviews from critics <gasps> and is often considered to be the worst entry of the series. <gasps> Rotten Tomatoes gives Robocop 3 a score of 6%. Oh. <laughs> Roger Ibert gave the film one and a half stars, disputing the character's longevity. Why do they persist in making these retreads? Because Robocop is a brand name, I guess, and this is the year's new model. It's an old tradition in Detroit to take an old design and slap on some fresh chrome. <laughs> Zing. Um, I think this was uh, some fresh new plastic. This was a very <laughs> cheap looking outfit that Robocop had. <laughs> David Nusser from Real Film Reviews gave the film two and a half stars, stating, The best one could hope for is a movie that's not an ordeal to sit through. And on that level, Robocop 3 certainly excels. And I agree. Yeah. It is good because it didn't. It wasn't terrible. It's fine. It was good because it wasn't terrible. Yeah. It could have been a complete. (laughs) What's happened to us? (laughs) All right. And I've got an IMDb review here. 
10 out of 10 left by Mike Ferguson. What's just his full name? Um, <laughs> the subject Don't is, dox him. Don't dox him. The subject is the best of the two sequels and why. Dot, dot, dot. Very intriguing. Ooh. Robocop 1 is a classic of the genre. In brackets, the robot movies genre. <laughs> End brackets. But it is borderline soulless. That's what he said about Robocop 1. Robocop 2 actually is soulless, while still containing some cool robot effects that make it watchable. Robocop 3, however, with its holdover of the most likable characters from the previous films, plus the welcome addition of some top-notch character actors and a script that finally infuses some real heart into the proceedings, is, in my opinion, the best of the lot. Some of you will wisely agree with my analysis, while others of you who disagree clearly will need your microneural barriers removed <laughs> so your emotional balance can be restored. That's not what... Thank you for your cooperation. <laughs> 10 out of 10. It really got dark there. It did. That is not what the microneural barrier did, though. It didn't regulate <laughs> his emotions. It regulated its, its thoughts overall. You should get in touch with Mike Ferguson. Mike Ferguson. We're coming for you. I'm Ferguson. Ferguson. Here's another 10 out of 10 review left by Nick underscore duh underscore man 77. Nick duh man? Yeah. 77. <laughs> oh, sorry. The 77 men. <laughs> the subject of this is best movie ever. This was an amazing eye-opener for me. Extremely realistic. <coughs> Characters were really believable and easy to relate to and believable. I love you, Robocop. <laughs> this was an amazing eye-opener for me. Extremely realistic. <laughs> Characters were really believable and easy to relate to and believable. I love you, Robocop. <laughs> this was an amazing eye-opener for me. Extremely realistic. Characters were really believable and easy to relate to and believable. I love you, Robocop. <laughs> this was an amazing eye-opener for me. Extremely realistic. Characters were really believable and easy to relate to and believable. I love you, Robocop. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> it really just... <laughs> <laughs> so each of those is its own paragraph. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm literally crying. <laughs> I love you, Robocop. <laughs> I love you, Robocop. <laughs> I love you, Robocop. What an amazing eye-opener. <laughs> and here's my last review, 10 out of 10, left by Curtis Judge. Um, You're getting Judge. Judge. Um, the subject is, it's pretty good anyway. <laughs> it's not that bad. In mean, you have the actor. He's good, right? You guys hate Robocop anyway, so fuck you. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> Whoa. 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 That is a bit judge. <laughs> well, I mean, that was Curtis Judge and Nick DeMan and Mike Ferguson's reviews. What what's your review, Michelle? And uh, can you repeat it four times? <laughs> I love you, Robocop. I'm so glad you're here. I love you, Robocop. Extremely believable. Extremely believable. Extremely believable. Eye opener. I love you, Robocop. I love you, Robocop. I love every time someone reviews a movie like this and they say believable. This movie is not believable. What are you talking <laughs> about? There's nothing about it that's believable. 
Um, was, was it like the jetpack that made it particularly believable? <laughs> I was going to give this a higher rate. Uh, no, I actually, I was going to give this a lower rating until I thought about like the ghoulish aspect of Bill Clinton going like this. This movie is making us look bad. We're trying to clean up the streets <laughs> yeah. and they say that's a bad thing. It's kind of rock and roll when you think about yeah. it. While reduce crime by arresting homeless people, that'll fix our social yeah. problems. <sighs> Fucking dork. Um, so you know what? That actually makes this movie punk rock, man. Yeah, <laughs> this movie's punk as hell. Yeah, four and a half. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's splatter punk as hell. It's splatter. This movie is splatter punk. Yeah. Right. Well, I feel a bit silly about what I'm going to review it as, because I realized that I enjoyed RoboCop three even more than I enjoyed Super Mario Brothers. Did do this? I did. I actually did. I was like, I really want to watch it again because it's so dumb. I just had a good time. Yeah, I had a good time too. And for that reason, Michelle, I'm giving it a 6 out of 10. You know what? I changed my answer. I'm with you. I'm with you. Ah, I'm with you, baby. Yeah, We're both here. Robo kids. Yeah, I love you, RoboCop. I love you, RoboCop. <laughs> so believable. <laughs> so my, believable my and relatable. My eyes are opened. <laughs> <laughs> You well, tell Bill Clinton. <laughs> I feel so bonded with you in this moment, Michelle. <laughs> this is what the I think shock the in the arm really our friendship turned needed. it all around for you, honestly. Yeah, it did. it, <laughs> it makes really you realize did. number one, it's splatterpunk, and two, you love Robocop. <laughs> I love you, Robocop. <laughs> you guys hate Robocop anyway, so fuck you. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. You don't love Robocop like I do. Well, guys, that was Robocop 3. We have social media accounts that you can find us on. Michelle laughs at me every time I do this bit. <laughs> because we, we have, we're almost halfway and we have yet to come up with an organic pivot yeah. between the reviews and the, and hey, the plugs. we have social media. <laughs> we are on Twitter at RateDescendPod. We're on TikTok on RatingDescending. Or you can email us at RatingDescending at gmail.com. Or if you've already made it through the whole backlog, or perhaps you listen to it and you're like, eh, I don't need this, but they're funny. Well, you can find at least me on Twitter and Instagram at michelle.stclair. And you can find me on Instagram under Abigail J. Ward. Also, please leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. It really makes it, a difference. It, re- it really makes a difference. You, too, could make a difference you with just $2 a month. can make a difference. You could support two young Australian women. The believe their in yourself. <laughs> I love you, RoboCop. I love you, RoboCop. <laughs> um, Michelle, what are we watching next week? Uh, next week, we are watching w- Wounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wounds. Wounds. It's no RoboCop. Yeah. 2019, Netflix horror movie. Sounds terrible. Mm, Army Hammer is near someone who gets a wound. Oh, no. That's dangerous for him. It might turn him on. <laughs> he might... <laughs> yeah, he might go... Oh, fuck, I want to eat that. I'm so fucking hungry. I just got a boner. This is how he found out. Yeah. He was doing wounds and he was like, you know what? Yum, 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 get in my tongue. I get it. (laughs) I I get it. I'd smash. (laughs)